The audio you're about to hear was recorded in Anchor. Learn more at anchor.fm. Military fam, how are you? I hope that wherever you are throughout the corners of the globe that you are safe and finding some moments of peace, whatever that looks like for you. Before we get started, I want to make sure that I um, put out the Veterans Crisis Line number again, which is one 800 273 8255 again 1800 1800 273 8255 and you can press 1 to have a confidential chat um also you can go to veterans crisis line dot net veterans plural crisis line dot net or you can text them at 838 838- Two five five, eight three eight two five five. Okay, I my spirit tells me it's it's important to mention this at the onset of our broadcast. So I'm making sure I, you know, follow intuition for whoever it is out there that may uh, need that information. It may not be for you, maybe for a loved one. It may be for one of uh, your soldiers. And when I use the word soldiers, um, I will try to be mindful to see with just one of our service members because obviously. Um, we want to ensure that we are inclusive of all branches of service, from your Marines to uh, sailors to airmen to Army soldiers, right? Um, also, in case you're wondering if maybe, you know, the Veterans Crisis Line is, is a resource for you, and it is for both active duty and, and veterans, by the way, right? Um, they don't discriminate. So please feel free to call them. But if you're wondering, you know, when this will be applicable, well, if you're thinking about hurting yourself or killing yourself, if you're looking for ways to kill yourself, if you're talking about death, dying, or suicide, or feeling the urge or, you know, begun initiating any self-destructive behavior, such as, you know, uh, abuse of drugs, drug abuse, alcohol, weapons, um, also, not not only, but inclusive is uh, that feeling of hopelessness, feeling like there's no way out. Anxiety, you know, when your anxiety takes control, sometimes it's 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 a fine line. So that feeling of anxiety, agit- agitation, sleeplessness, which seems to uh, be a common battle buddy for us across the board, across all branches of service. And although now they're under homeland security, I hope that um, our coast guard. Service members also um, know that they are included in this and families and loved ones, right? Um, if you're feeling like there's no reason to live, you know, if you're the, you're feeling rage or anger or you are engaging something that um, would be otherwise not your normal behavior, especially if it's risky, you know, without thinking about it and hoping that maybe it will just uh, take a life of its own, which usually hardly ever uh, yields to good results. If you find yourself increasing your alcohol or drug abuse, or just abuse, period, uh, and withdrawing from family and friends, if you're experiencing any of those signs, please, 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 please either call, chat, text with a veteran's uh, crisis line because they will receive you as you are. Um, no questions asked. Okay? Um, give them a call. I'll try. I'll, I hope to... See, and I say I try, I'll try, 
but I hope to at least um, re- reiterate the value of the Veterans Crisis Line um, as many broadcasts as possible. I'd like to see every broadcast, but sometimes, you know, there's so much going on. But if you're feeling those, um, if you're seeing those signs in somebody that you love or or you yourself are experiencing those signs, it doesn't mean you're going over the edge, okay? It, it, but it does mean their symptoms to kind of give you a heads up. Your, your, our bodies have a way of talking to us. Our minds have a way of alerting us. Our intuition tells us, hey, we need to be on the lookout for this. And it's important that we really take heed. It really is. Um, you can text them again, the Veterans Crisis Line at 838-255, right? So give them a call, um, text them, speak, speak out, reach out to them online, and take care of yourself, right? Know that you're worth it and be safe. Okay, military fam, we have quite a bit to get through. Um, if we don't cover it all within this broadcast, uh, my aim is to close it out uh, in the next couple of broadcasts to come. Okay, um, first and foremost, I want to begin by uh, really sending out our condolences and our prayers to um, the loved ones of the most recent um loss of sailors, um, both in the USS Bush, I believe, and the USS John McCain. Um, last I, you know, saw any news, it was that uh, more remains were um, being found or were found uh, on the USS John McCain. To the families and loved ones of those uh, sailors and all those impacted Either those who have given the ultimate sacrifice or those that have been injured. Um, these recent uh, accidents. Our hearts go out to you and uh, really there are no words. So we pray for your healing. We pray for your peace. We pray for your processing. And um, also feel you need to talk to someone but you're not ready to talk to family members because there are no words to express or to maybe define what what you may be going through once you see um, the folks in dress uniform come at your door to give you the the news you you dread so again the veterans I um crisis line can help there as well um, please give them a call let it out um, as I understand you know grief and loss it's a process and it's one that really is a life journey you know um, so please know that we are thinking about you we are keeping you in our prayers and um, we hope that you're surrounded by love, okay, and that you feel loved. Um, and please hold on to that love as you process all there is to process. There'll be casualty assistance officers to help you. There'll be um, chaplains, um, non-denominational or a domi- denomination that you 
you identify with. Um, there will be services provided both um, at um, the hospitals themselves through Behavior Health, and they can also put in referrals for you if you so choose. Also, uh, you can go to to the vet centers, your local vet centers, and speak there. Again, all of that is confidential. Um, they can work with you and your family members as you process um, this dreadful moment in time, right? Whether your loved one is injured or has given the ultimate sacrifice and has transitioned on, um, know that there's a community out there um, who's who's with you. And you, all you need to do is reach out. Please reach out. Know that you're not alone. Um, if you have children and they need help to process this, take the lifelines. Be the Veterans Crisis Line, the Vet Center. They work with family members. Okay, confidential. There's military ones was, um, and that's also an avenue. That said, it may be some time for you to connect with a counselor in your area. But veteran centers are right there, readily available. They're open each and every day, and you just tell them your circumstance, and they will work with you. There's also resiliency centers on most bases now, I think. So that's also a resource um, where they have counselors, some of whom um, are vets themselves, along with the chaplains and civilian counselors. Um, so whatever you need, ACS has packages um, to describe to young children um, the loss of that family member in line of duty. So there are resources for you as you go through this, no matter how numb you're feeling um, and how um, uh, despair you may feel. You are not alone. We are here. Reach out. Be safe. So in regards to um, these recent um, accidents that um, the Navy has experienced, I think it's up to four now. Hopefully that that's where it stops. But um, an, an inquiry still needs to take place to kind of to identify what is going on in terms of um, is it is it equipment? Is it training? Is it both? Is it um, a force that's strained? Um, that's out to sea too often, you know, is it a combination of all of the above? Um, I understand, I think Secretary of the Navy has already ordered that inquiry. Unfortunately, it won't bring back all the lives that have been lost, all of our fallen comrades. That said, hopefully it can um, prevent um, or diminish um, future future loss. And there's a lot of theories out there. Some of you may have heard them. Well, maybe it does not function. Maybe the systems got hacked and, you know, our government isn't ready to, you know, bring that to the forefront for, you know, obvious reasons. One, one key one being, you know, not having the panic. So hopefully, hopefully, um, we are going to get clarity as to what is the cause of this and really work on resolving it once and for all. Ah, that said, folks, it's, it's, it's a lot. That's quite a bit a lot there. So adding that to a well, recent announcement by uh, the president 
of continued um, or extended operations in Afghanistan, uh, the rotations seem like they're only going to get more, not less. What does that mean to you, um, to those of you on active duty? And pretty means that some of you who have not deployed or, you know, already in line to deploy, and those of you who have deployed several times already may have some more to come um, between now and the time you transition out of the military. What does it mean for our vets? Well, a lot of our vets, especially combat arms vets, they are uh, actually, you know, prime candidates for defense contractors who, who need folks downrange. Now, I want to elaborate on, on this segment and, and another segment is to where that requires some thought. Um, hey, we all need a form of employment or a form of source of income. So, and, and I usually advise multiple sources of income. That said, um, to expose oneself to, to the combat areas, um, we, you know, continuously, it, 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 it comes with a toll, folks. It comes with a toll and we've got to be really mindful of that. We've got to be mindful that, um, hmm, you know, uh, is, the, is that the only option right now that seems appealing? It may be the most um, high um, value, high dollar value option, without a doubt, right? Um, because the, the, it's, it's a very lucrative um, process, you know, for defense contractors to first the contract and then they hire folks. I would, I would only suggest that if you've already been downrange, and even if you haven't, but especially if you have, and you know you're dealing with PTSD, and you know you already have the anxiety and the sleeplessness. I get it. It's a it's a it's a pretty competitive source of income. Just make sure you put in place the resources you need. You know, as you re-expose um, yourselves to potential trauma, right? Um, because downrange, no matter whether civilian or military you know, vet, what have you, it, it, it takes a toll. So please make sure that you have the resources around you to take care of you, to recoup you, to um, keep you leveled, right, so that you can actually, you know, um, enjoy that, you know, sh- stream of income. It's important that we take a look at those things so we have a better quality of life now and beyond. So common thread seems to um, be in all across all branches of service in our military community that I, I really would like to touch on on this broadcast, and that's um, medical treatment, right? It's usually the ongoing belief, or and and I say ongoing because uh, even even in my time in service, it, it was the prevailing belief, I should say, not necessarily ongoing, since I've I'm now a veteran, um, but I have friends who are still on active duty, and to me, it still seems like it's an ongoing. So I guess I can say both the prevailing and ongoing uh, thread that you know um, we push through the pain. 
you know, because that's what, that's, that's how we're trained when we, when we're injured because we're leading by example and we want to show our soldiers that they too can push through the pain. There's a time and place for that, of course, um, especially, um, deployed in, in, in certain areas you, or deployed period. So you, you, you want to have that re, that bandwidth or resilience built up. Now, does that apply to or every time, all aspect of your life in garrison as well? Well, that's where we, we, we need to maybe change our mindset a little bit. And there's all the misconceptions about, well, if I go to the doctor, then, you know, um, my unit might look upon me as though I'm trying to sham or I'm malingering or um, I'm less than or I'm not as effective, I'm not mission operational. And, you know, we wouldn't want that, obviously. Um, especially when we're in, in, we're feeling like we're in a stride in, in our career and we're, we're progressing, right? Um, and when I say we wouldn't want that, obviously, uh, we're just a sarcasm because, you know, uh, sometimes we get so focused on what other people will think, um, that we forget about what we're thinking, what our bodies are telling us to think. Okay. And then there's also another prevailing myth that, um, thread myth, you know, my words are interchangeable at this point. Uh, well, you know, push through the pain as much as you can, get your meds, and then when you're closer to, you know, usually it's closer to retirement, not separating, right? Um, then you can highlight, you know, what's going on and, and update your jacket because obviously uh, you're getting ready to transition. Well, all of those um, preconceived ideas or misconceptions, they're all misconceptions, right? Because what, what happens is, um, although we tear up our bodies, because we either through because of embarrassment or because of duty position or because of just our own pride, um, don't get it documented. When we don't get it documented, that is an issue. It becomes a, a greater challenge oftentimes when it's time to transition voluntarily or involuntarily, whether you're separating by choice or you're, separate, you're being voluntold to separate. The thing is you need to get seen. You need to raise the flag on whatever medical conditions you have. Some folks don't do it because they're afraid then it may block them for the next job outside, whether it be another federal government job or or that um, for future employment. Understand all of that. A family, I'm going to keep stressing this now and many broadcasts to come. All of that won't happen. All of these future jobs and these future opportunities, be it even with defense contractors or the federal government or your local, you know, police departments or, or um, some type of um, city or governmental organization, right? Or even the corporate world. None of that will happen if the, the, the body you need to function, to, to um, embrace those chapters is, is destitute, right? Is depleted. Um, and when the treatment is needed, that's not the, the most convenient time for you to have to try and prove that yes, these injuries have been ongoing. Yes, they incur during active duty because as some of you may know and some of you will know, VA is no respecter of persons, y'all. If it ain't documented and there's, there's no reference to the frequency of the issue or the severity of your issue, it's like you don't have it. You know, it goes to that saying we, um, we've heard so often in our careers, which is if it ain't in writing, it ain't. And my battle buddies, I'm telling you, family, 
you need to have it in writing. It needs to be documented so that you can get the proper continuity of care that you need now and beyond. And I know there are those of you out there that are saying, well, listen, it's in my records, you know, I've already seen a doctor for it, or, you know, when it's time for me to get continuity of care, um, transitioning, let's say, out of the military, let's say you're separating. You know, I imagine the VA will cover it. Not so, Battle Buddies, not so. Not necessarily. I'm not saying it won't happen. I, I, I can't speak to your particular situation, right, or where you'll be transitioning or the VA that you will be dealing with. But what I can tell you is what is um common threat to us all is the fact that the only way to really get the help that from VA that we need is to help them help us. And how you do that, you do that while you're on active duty um, to show, you know, what kind of treatments keep you going, right? And the only way to do that is to really raise the flag and say, hey, this hurts. You know, most of us come out of the military with knee issues, uh, feet issues, um, back issues, sciatica is like myself included. Um, there are days when my back is boiling as though I'm having an out-of-body experience, like a tea kettle, while my feet are frozen, while my upper back is feels like electric currents are running all over it. Right? As I understand, these are conditions that I'm just going to have to, you know, manage or keep it, you know, keep at bay from medicine to hopefully, you know, recurring acupuncture treatments, um, dry needling. You know, but then there are some more severe ones where the, the screws in my knees, you know, they, they talk to me. You know, some of us are permanent members of um, the meteorology club. We can tell when it's about to rain. We can tell what kind of precipitation is in the air. All of those things. And I, I share all of this with you because Battle Buddies, we are stubborn brew. We are stubborn brew. We are stubborn crew. We are stubborn community. Um, you know, part of it, you know, without a doubt, maybe it's pride in knowing that, you know, you, you carry yourself well and nobody needs to see you injured. Nobody needs to see you because supposedly that's a sign of weakness. No, it is not. I'm here to tell you, no, it is not. It is a sign of you validating to your body that, yes, I put you through some things and sometimes necessarily so, but now I'm going to take care of you. Just like we, we have this expectation that Uncle Sam will have our back and provide the care that we need, that our family needs, um, you know, as we serve and, you know, as we transition and become veterans, it's important that we hold ourselves to that, to that expectation as well. That when our bodies say this is hurting or this is pinched, or you have a pinched nerve and whether you know that's what it is or not, or your migraines are overbearing, raise the flag. That doesn't mean they take you out of commission. Sometimes it may, but that might also mean it's, it, it's an indicator, listen, it's a life-saving indicator, right? Too many of us deploy downrange already in pain, okay? And many of us continue to live in that pain. Now, you, you compound that with lack of sleep because we're so used to sleep deprivation that it's become our norm. Sad but true. Some of you know what I'm talking about, right? Um, combined with other life stressors. And that's a combination, folks, for... A meltdown. That's a combination for being completely worn out for burnout. 
and many of you are familiar with, with that experience or you've seen someone experiencing it and it is, it is not, it is not pretty. It isn't handsome. It isn't cute. It isn't any of the above. So it's important that we really are proactive. Doesn't mean you have to get a permanent profile, but in some cases at some point it may need, it may require you to in order to have a, a quality of life to still train, but train with, with certain, um, support. Right? I know some of you are saying, well, I'll just wait until I'm about to get out. The thing with that is, folks, if you do that, when you do that, it becomes a struggle at times in many, I've run into many of our fellow battle buddies to get VA to A, acknowledge your situation and B, to address it with the proper, proper continuity of care that you need, that continuous recurring care. For example, I'll, I'll forever be, I'll say forever, but recurring I receive recurring knee injections, back injections, neck injections. Um, folks, all of that adds up, right? Uh, but it's important that you have access to it, that we have access to it. It starts with each one of us raising the flag. It starts with each one of us raising the flag, right? To say, hey, I, I'm experiencing this issue, Doc. Um, my migraines aren't going away. You know, it may mean you need to get uh, blue lenses for your um, eyewear if you have any, your protective wear included, or even sunglasses, so that um, the lighting is a little bit more user-friendly, right? Um, it may mean that you have a recurring appointment with physical therapy so that you give your body the, the, the necessary care and treatment with a professional so that it can keep going. So that you can keep running at the, at lightning speed and, 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 you know, like surpass a hundred push-ups and be on a hundred sit-ups, right? And for some Marines, I think, what is it? Pull-ups and crunches, right? There's different options, okay? Depending on your desired end state with your military career, regardless, at some point we will all, tra we all transition. Whether you transition through separation, voluntary or voluntold or voluntary, uh, or through retirement, voluntold or voluntary or combination thereof, right? While you are still on active duty, I get it. You, you don't want the stigma to be attached to you, but here's a suggestion. You can talk to your physician, get the right treatments in place so that you can at least, at least give your body and your mind the nourishment it needs. In previous broadcasts and broadcasts to come, we talk about financial fitness, right? We talk about mental and spiritual fitness. When it comes to physical fitness, you know, across the branches, military, uh, we, 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 we stay focused on that. We stress on that with, with good reason because it, it, it creates a drain on our bodies, um, that we need to train our bodies to endure. That said, there's different levels of enduring, right? Um, it may need you need you to set aside a little bit of that pride and just say, okay, I need help. Doesn't mean you put it out on blast. Doesn't mean everybody has to know. And obviously, due to privacy act, it's no it 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 will not leave your doctor's office. But at least once you as you're getting the treatments for however long your career with the military is, um, you're tending and you're validating your own needs because folks I tell you and I tell you and I tell you again via is no respecter of persons, right? And it's a very frustrating thing to see folks have gone through so much to now have to 
you know, fight literally to validate um, their, their circumstance and to get the care that they need. You know, which then that stress on not just you, but your family members as well, right? And if you're separating, you know, then TRICARE is not necessarily at your disposal. So it's even more imperative that you have um, your conditions clearly identified um, to help you help yourself and to help VA help you um, to acknowledge what your body has gone through physically, mentally, and, and then to make available to you the services that you need. Because as you transition onto VA, VA has different categories. They have categories for, for EF, OIF, um, so, uh, service members. Um, and then they have, uh, categories of, you know, um, level of, uh, disability, you know, and, and so on and so forth. And I'll discuss those categories in another broadcast. But the key to all of that is no matter which category you fall into, the key is that your care is only going to come about through the documentation you've had all along throughout your service to validate what it is that is going on with your body. Yes, sometimes it may feel a little, you know, uh, humiliating. It may feel a, a, a little out of, out of sorts, but it is about your quality of life, not just now while serving. It's about your quality of life mentally, physically, spiritually um, as a veteran and for the rest of your life. You know, whether you have children now, um, not just for you, for them, to be of quality to them. So please take care until we chat again. Be safe, be encouraged, be blessed. The audio you just heard was recorded in Anchor. Learn more at anchor.fm.